You're listening to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. You as an American have freedom in your DNA, and we are here to help educate, empower, and encourage you to stand for your freedom. Hi, County Citizens. Today I'm back with a board member from Collin County. Her name is Shannon, and she has had a viral video of speaking at a school board session. Uh, so, Shannon, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're gonna rewind a little bit and we're gonna take a look at your first video of speaking at a school board session. Okay. Shannon Ayers, followed by Allison Darrell, and then our final speaker, Tim Lambert. To say that I'm disappointed in the legislative priorities, particularly, particularly the whole child priority and the leadership of Superintendent Waldrop would be an understatement. After more than a year of parents begging for you to remove the sexually explicit books that still plague our school libraries, I would have hoped that perhaps one of your priorities would have been to force our legislature to protect our kids by removing the loophole in our obscenity laws that have given legal cover for exposing our children to content such as this. Daddy crept through the door to the side of her bed. She tried to sit up, but Daddy pushed her gently back down against the mattress. Stay just like that for Daddy. I want to teach you something new. He lifted her nightgown, coaxed her thoroughbred legs apart. I could tell she was afraid. This wasn't her daddy, this was a demon, his evil, hard and sharp as a steel blade, ready to slice into her. It did. His attack was brutal, bloody, wordless, except for a vicious shut the F up at her pitiful scream, a plea to please, please, no, daddy, no, it hurts. When daddy finished, he burrowed his face into Kaylee's hair and wept. Confused at his tears and at the sticky stuff icing her hands, Kaylee still pleaded, don't cry, Daddy. What's the matter? Didn't I love you good enough? This book is in our Frisco School Libraries today. I've heard the excuse that it's a violation of the student's First Amendment rights to pull a book from the library without due process. Is it also a violation of a student's Second Amendment rights not to allow them to come to school with a gun? Of course not because we are talking about children, as you have mentioned multiple times tonight. They are not afforded all the same rights as adults are, and for good reason. In an email from Dr. Waldrop, he stated, our board leadership team and librarians have consistently expressed that we are unequivocally committed to ensuring our libraries do not contain sexually inappropriate materials, unquote. And yet under your watch, this harmful content is still available to our children. This fight has gone on for far too long, so you may, not may, you may not have made it a legislative priority, but I can assure you that parents and community members will. We will do whatever it takes to protect our kids, and then we will make it our mission to remove from office those who have actively contributed to their harm, as well as those who have cowardly stayed silent. Stay tuned. Wow, that video gets worse every time I watch it. I think when somebody's like, hey, there's this book reading of inappropriate content in school libraries, you're like, okay, I get it, it's bad. But then when you have somebody like yourself read the excerpts, it takes it to a whole nother level of, I cannot believe that that is in the schools. Well, and that was my whole point, honestly. Um, we've been fighting this for over a year in Frisco 
and you know we've been told that these books don't exist in the libraries and then when parents started proving it by posting excerpts like that on social media you know pictures of the pages in the book they had to admit that there were some and then they admitted there were just a few and they tried to you know, blame the, the publisher or the, um, the reviewers that are supposed to review school books before they go to a library. And so, um, you know, they went through that whole process. They've changed the process of how they're going to, re you know, reconsider books. That Basically, they've spent a year doing a whole lot of nothing. You know, they're acting like they're doing something, but these books still remain. I mean, that book that I read from there had been um, through the first reconsideration round, and it passed. Um, and it was under appeal at the time that I read that. So we had a legislator, a local legislator, that appealed that book um, after it passed the first round. Um, and so that means that it went to, like, I think just a committee of administrators. And they um, f finally, after I spoke that, that Monday night, that Wednesday, Wednesday, so 48 hours later, they ended up finally pulling that book along with, I think, 14 others in that round. So... Um, it is very different when you hear it, when you hear it being read out loud. It's, it's, and a lot of parents don't know that, these, that this type of material isn't, when they hear that we want to, quote, ban books, um, you know, they're, they're calling us book burners and banners and Nazis and fascists and all of that. Um, but I don't think most of them know what, what we're talking about when we're talking about the material that we want to get rid of. I, I, I have to believe that. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it goes a lot deeper than that, too. Can you imagine your eight-year-old little girl not knowing what rape is and checking this book out of the library or her friend handing this book to her and her reading that? It's disgusting. And then even further, what about for that little girl who unfortunately has been taken advantage and has to live through that trauma of reading a situation of it happening to somebody else? I know. And, and you know, oddly... That's the excuse I hear sometimes from people who defend these kinds of books being in the library is that kids that are actually going through that or have had that happen, they need to be able to identify, you know, and see themselves in, in a book that's in their school library. I, I don't, I don't get it. Mm -mm. Yeah, this, this concept of that we're book banners, right? And that this is for educational purposes. What is the educational purpose of sharing, of reading a story of a little girl being raped by her father. It there is none. It depends. And the worst, I don't know if you could tell from that excerpt, I can't remember. Um, but the, the viewpoint is from the, uh, her twin sister, who is watching the rape and longing for that same type of affection from the dad. So there's literally no redeeming value <laughs> to, to, this, to this book. And um, I, I don't... Uh, I don't think that um, reading that kind of thing is going to make somebody who is experiencing that feel any better about what's happened to them. No, especially if you're adding the connotation to it that the twin sister was looking for that same type of affection. That's just messing you up in the mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this particular excerpt was pretty disturbing for me. Um, the next one that we're, we're going to talk about is, is more graphic. But, you know, in, in the detail, but, um, but boy, this one was really like just the material alone. I don't even think you could play it on television. I don't think it would pass FCC regulation just because of the, of the topic. It's, it's pretty bad and shocking. And, you know, the, the audience was obviously, you know, um, I think shocked as well. And 
We didn't get any response. Of course, you're not supposed to get any response from the school board. They're, they're not allowed to respond or you know, comment or anything like that. Sometimes they break their own rules, but in that, in that case, they, they stayed silent. They didn't say a word. And that's part of the problem. There are several who you know, haven't really been pushing or advocating or actively you know, working against us, but they're also they're say, they're sitting silent. They're sitting silent and they're not, um, they're not defending our children, so. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't just stop at reading that excerpt from a book. You read another excerpt from another book in a recent school board meeting. And this video has gone viral on many different social media platforms and millions of views. So we're going to take a look at that now. Philippians 4.8 tells us to set our minds on what is true, noble, right, and pure. Why? Because garbage in, garbage out. What, will fill our, what we fill our minds with matters. Consider that as I read this from a current library book. This one couple stumbled into my room and asked if they could use the room anyway with me still in it. They closed the door and started kissing. After a few minutes, the boy's hand went up the girl's shirt and she started protesting. Pretty soon, he took off her bra and started to kiss her breasts. And then he put his hand down her pants and she started moaning. He reached to take off her pants, but she started crying really hard. So he reached for his own. He pulled his pants and underwear down to his knees. Please, Dave, no. But the boy just talked soft to her about how good she looked, and she grabbed his penis with her hands and started moving it. The boy pushed the girl's head down, and she started to kiss his penis. She was still crying. Finally, she stopped crying because he put his penis in her mouth, and I don't think you can cry you. in that position. I ask you why this book Thank has you. survived two attempts. Your time is up. Thank you so much. And there is a, there's a child in our boardroom, so I'd like for you to please stop reading that. Did you see the child? Okay. Then your, your time is up. Thank you. <laughs> That's, that would not have gone viral had she just kept, if she, if she had just not said anything. Right. So what is the response in the crowd when you read an excerpt like this? Well, they don't, they didn't really, I mean, they don't say anything while you're reading it. Um, afterwards, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten a lot of, a lot of support from the parents who were hearing it saying, wow, that had to be really hard. It is really difficult to stand in front of a room of people and read that filth. Um, but if I didn't think that it needed to be done, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. Again, we've been working on this for a year and um, they've really left us no choice. And I've talked to a lot of parents in Frisco and ask them, are you aware? Do you know that there's you know, sexually explicit content in our libraries? And 99 point, actually, I don't think I've met anyone who, who knew before I mentioned it. So I thought, you know what? Somebody needs to get up in front of this school board because they record the meetings, people come to the meetings, and parents need to hear what is being, you know, what is being allowed, what their children are being allowed access to in the libraries. And so my whole point was not to not to change the board's mind in any way, because again, a year, nothing, not nothing, but not much. Um, and so I didn't really think that it would change their actions at all. I really just did it so that parents would hear what, and, and I did it again the second time so that parents would hear. It's just a matter of educating the parents and letting them know this is in your kid's school. Are you okay with this? Right. Because how dare you read a school library book out loud at a school board meeting that's in the library uh -huh, that has a child, yeah. If the the irony and the hypocrisy was was so obvious, and that's really what made that video go viral. I mean, it's just, it was just so obvious on its face. And I I said she cut my mic. If you notice, 
I was done reading and, she, and my mic had been cut and I was about to walk away when she said, you know, something about, about the child being in the room and to please stop reading that because there's a child in the room. I had already stopped reading it. So I don't know what, <laughs> I almost feel like it, how did she know that child in the, in the room was an elementary school child? She, made, she mentioned, you know, we have an elementary school child in, how did she know that? I, I don't know. Maybe she knew the people that were in the room. I, I don't know. What was your reaction? So like you're about to walk away, right? She's cut your mic and then she goes, there's a child in the room. What was your reaction to her? I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I think you could see the shock on my face. I was like, what? Wow. I said, wow, you know, I, that's my whole point. And then she tried to chastise me. You know, did you know there was a child in the room? And I did not. I did not know there was a child in the room. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. I don't know if I could have gone through with it if I had known that the child was in the room. Because obviously the whole point of me doing this is I don't want children to be exposed to that kind of stuff. Um, but it did make my point. You know, of course we don't want ch children, you know, hearing that. Now this book in particular is in the high schools, so it wasn't, it's not in an elementary school. Um, but you know, you're, when you're in high school, you're 14 years old. Um, do you really want to, does anybody really, what are we trying to educate our kids to be? Are we trying to educate them to be sex workers? Are we trying to educate them, you know, to, um, to, I don't know, they're hiding behind educational resources saying that this is educational. And, 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 and I guess that depends on what you're trying to educate your kids to be. I wouldn't read that book if I was in high school, college, and now I'm years out of college and I still would not read that book. So no, I absolutely don't think it's appropriate, even if it's for high school. Right. Right. I mean, I, I, I feel like what I said at the very beginning was, it was my whole point. It's like what we fill our minds with matters. What are we trying to, what are we, if you just constantly read that kind of stuff, where does your mind always go? You know, and, and this, kind, this kind of content can really, I mean, I think there's all kinds of studies that show, you know, how pornography in particular is extremely addictive um, and, and does not really jive well with having a, a, a healthy, strong marriage in, in your future. I mean, if you're addicted to pornography, that can cause all kinds of, wreak all kinds of havoc in, a, in any kind of relationship. So... Um, I just don't, I don't know the purpose. I just, I guess I, I feel like there's really no purpose to it, especially no educational purpose. And uh, it just it doesn't have any place. Look, I'm not asking to ban books. If you want to buy that book on Amazon and you want to have story time at home with your kids and read that kind of stuff, that's obviously up to you. I would caution you not to invite the neighbors because you might get arrested. So you have mentioned that the last video we just saw, that book had passed approval. What about this book that you just read from? This book was, has gone through um, one reconsidera formal reconsideration and a second appeal. So after it passed the first time, it was appealed and it passed the appeal. And now it's in its third round. It's still on the shelves today. Um, and it's in its third round, which means that the school board themselves, all seven of them, have to read the book and they have to vote and so we will see on November 30th, I believe is the date, that they're going to be voting on this particular book. And I think there's six others that have also passed both formal reconsideration as well as one attempt, you know, one appeal attempt. And now there's, um, I think, a total of, of eight books that are under this second round of appeals. Um, and that will be voted on 
November 30th, and we will see how each individual board member votes on this material, whether or not it should stay in the library. Mm -hmm. It's just also very sad that you have to read, because it looks like a pattern. To me, at least, it looks like there's a pattern. You read a book, people get upset about it, the school board makes a decision. We'll see if that happens again with this book, if they make a decision based off you reading it. But do you really have to go through every book in the school library to raise awareness on the sexual content that are in these? Because the school board and our elected officials can't do their job on protecting children. And how do you find them, you know? I mean, I, I will give credit where credit's due. I, we, have a, we have a local representative um, who spearheaded this with these particular books. He submitted 28 books, I think back in August, um, 28 books that he had identified, and this was one of them. Both of these books that I just read from were two of the books that, of the 28. Um, and, and the first formal reconsideration, they pulled five of them. So they did pull five books off the shelf um, in that first round. Now it makes you wonder how bad those five must have been if they left these on, if they let these pass, but they didn't let those first five pass. I don't know what was in those. I don't know what books those were, but those got pulled and that left, what is that, 23 left. Um, and then this second, so then he appealed, this representative appealed the remaining books that did not get pulled. Uh, and that second appeal is where the one with the dad that was raping his daughter was in that bunch. Um, and they did, I, I did speak, let's see, I spoke on Monday night and then Wednesday night, um, 48 hours later is when they pulled that book, as well as I think 14 others from that original 28. So, um, and 12 of those, by the way, were from the same author, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then there, now there's these um, eight that are left and they're now, he appealed them again. So he's the one that actually, this representative is the one who actually submitted these books for um, <clears throat> reconsideration and then the subsequent appeals. So as parents, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have to wait until your kid comes home <laughs> with, a, with one of these books and they've already seen it at that point. I mean, once you see and hear these things, you can't, you can't unsee them. So it's, it's pretty disturbing. Mm -hmm. Now, that same school board member had a statement at the end of the meeting that we're about to watch, but you had a couple people stick up for you at the end, so we're going to take a look at that, too. Great. I would like to go back to our public comment section. I think it's vastly different when a child checks out a book from a library versus being forced to sit in this boardroom and listen to those words. I think that's a vastly different experience. So what I would ask is if you have concerns about books, please tell us send me an email, give me the passage. I'm happy to read all of those. What I want to avoid is more of the same. I don't want the stuff in front of our kids. And for this child to have to sit here and have her mother cover her ears, she's an elementary school student. That is beyond inappropriate. And I am sorry, I'm very sorry for that this evening. I understand what you're saying, you know, for a kid to hear what was in that book. But do we need to apologize to the community that those books were in our library to begin with? Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking when I, my first reaction to watching that video when she's like, we need to apologize to the child. I was like, what a, apologize to all the parents and the kids that have read this book 
because you still offer it. And then I love how she adds, oh, if you have a problem with the book, just email me. Well, you've emailed her, I'm sure, many times over that year, and nothing's, nothing's happened. Not me personally, but yes. I mean, they, are, they have been, they are aware, and they have been told, and people, other people have spoken out, and yes, there have been lots of discussions about it. We have come to the board, and like I said in the first speech, the, this stuff, unfortunately, even though parents have been begging, they, they, these books still remain. So, and we even actually, I believe um, they appropriated something to the tune of $450,000 last summer to um, hire people to come in and go through all the library books to make sure that, you know, there was nothing bad in the library. I'm like, so this cost taxpayers now, another, you know, $450,000 to bring in people to fix the mess and the mess is still not fixed. But then you had another school board member who said what we all were thinking. What is his name? His name is Marvin Lowe. He and Stephanie Alod are the two school board members that got elected last May. They're the only two um, conservative members on the board. Um, and it's a board of seven, so we certainly don't have the majority. Um, but we're working on it. We have another election coming up in May. Two are this coming May and two more board members are up for election and we plan to take those seats as well. And then we will have the majority and maybe then we'll actually get some stuff done. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, he's really gained my respect even just watching that video because to have a board that is against you and to be able to speak so out front that why aren't we apologizing to the community first was just- He's a warrior. That's that, yep. That's the leadership we need to take charge of the schools. Absolutely. He is a warrior, and so is Stephanie. They both have just been, um, you know, they can only do so much because they're not in the majority, but they definitely have done a good job of getting things on the agenda. There is a rule you can't get anything on the agenda unless you have at least two board members that want, you know, that ask to put it on. So we're lucky in that regard. We can get stuff on the agenda to at least get information out to parents. We lose in the votes most of the time, most of the time when they actually vote, but at least the information is, you know, the question are being asked and the information is getting out there so parents are hopefully becoming more aware mm -hmm. well Shannon thank you so much for being with me today oh you're welcome thank you so much for having me thank you for tuning in to Liberty USA sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom give us a like or drop a comment follow us on social media and share with your friends if you liked what you heard support our mission in empowering American citizens to defend their freedoms and liberty at the local level Learn more and fund your freedom today by donating at ccdfusa.com. Remember, freedom is in your DNA.